Hi, you. You are listening to the Mission Driven Entrepreneur Show with your host, Stephanie Smolders, a podcast that helps you uncover your business full potential with the power of authentic marketing, mindset, personality, and flow. We invite driven entrepreneurs to talk about their mission, inspiration, and discover their hidden business treasures. I'm your host and online business coach, Stephanie Smolers, a passionate entrepreneur with 12 years of experience, a full-time traveler, and a lover of unicorns. I believe you are ready for the next step. Let's jump right in. Welcome to today's episode. And today we are going to talk about all things branding with Ashley, the founder of Citrine and Soul. She owns a branding studio dedicated to helping women build authentic brands by embodying their archetypal personalities most aligned with them. Welcome, Ashley, and happy to have you in the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Me too, because we had conversations before, and I'm so excited that you get to share your unique view on branding with the world. And I want to start off this interview with asking you what your mission is with the, in the world with what you're doing. Yeah. So um, when I actually started Citrine and Soul, I was still full-time teaching. So teaching uh, five-year-olds, 30 little, little people. Um, and at that point in time, I was just feeling quite, um, you know, ready for something else and a bit of a change. And I've always been very much a a dreamer and a freedom seeker and I guess a dream chaser where, you know, if I decide that I want to do something, then I just take the action and go and do it. So, um, yeah, basically I started, um, studying design in like December of this year at last year, sorry. And then yeah, launched Citrine and soul and it was purely, um, design focused. So it was very much on, you know, building a or designing a visual brand for businesses, for women that had sort of, you know, worked more in the early stages of business. Um, But what was happening was I was sort of getting down the line and I had a few clients that I'd been working with and designing their brands. And, you know, my approach to doing it was very much centered on them. So I would really dive into their story, who they are, um, why they do what they do, all of that, that sort of unique stuff to them. And then we would design a brand from that. And when I say design a brand, I literally mean the visual identity. So the logo, the color palettes, the fonts, things like that. But what was happening is that at the end of working together, my clients were so very proud of their beautiful brand. Like, you know, they felt really confident about it. They felt very proud of it. They were wanting to put their website out there, but there was still some huge piece missing. And this was such a, um, I guess, like an eye opener for me at this early stage of my business because I couldn't put my finger on what it was and I couldn't work out exactly what was missing. And eventually I got to the point after a few months of, of designing these brands, I got to the point where I was actually asking my clients and saying like, what is wrong? What is missing? What, what is the missing piece here? And the hardest part for me was at the time, many of them had already worked with a business coach. So they'd done all that business planning stuff and then they were coming to me to do the design work, but somewhere in the middle, there was a big core piece missing. So um, basically what happened, I actually stopped completely serving anyone. I stopped selling my services. I stopped taking on clients, everything. And I just took a big step back and decided to basically pivot my business. But before I could pivot my business, I had to really dive in deep as to why I was actually showing up and 
why I'd chosen to do this business in, in terms of what my impact was going to be. So at that point in time, like I think for a lot of us, when we start a business, we don't really know what that is unless it's been, you know, some big life changing event that we've gone through that, oh my gosh, now I'm going to help people, um, you know, go through the same challenges I have, which tends to be what we end up doing. But at the very beginning stages, it's like the, the impact I wanted to make at the time was to literally provide a visual brand. But then obviously when I did stop doing this, I, I did do a lot of um, branding research and looking into what actually makes an effective brand. And at that point in time, like I literally blew my own mind. I couldn't believe the stuff that I was uncovering that wasn't being taught. And I think it's something that is just, it's, it's really quite sad that so many people are almost led down this garden path of thinking that a brand is just a logo and a color palette. And that is like the tip of the iceberg. And before you ever even get to that point, you need to know why you're here. You need to know what you're doing. You need to know who you're doing it for. And you need to have crystal clear clarity and confidence in all of that foundational stuff, your values, your goals, your mission, everything before you can start um, basically designing a brand because what ends up happening is we design a brand that looks good but has absolutely no core element to it. It doesn't speak to your audience. It speaks to a trend, which means in a year's time, um, whatever, whoever the designer was, maybe they followed a trend at the time, like minimalism or, you know, some kind of like the neutral trend. And what happens is those, those people that have gone down that path of having that brand designed for them, one, they don't stand out. Two, it's probably not authentic and aligned to them and who they are. And three, it's not going to evoke the emotions in your audience and speak to your intended target audience um, without having all that strategy work first. So basically the long story short at the, the end of uncovering all this stuff is when I uncovered and, and discovered basically the archetypes that was, you know, an already existing thing. It just wasn't very commonly used, particularly in the branding world and the design world. It can, I think it's quite often used in business. People mm -hmm. can sort of embody these archetypes in business but it's not a very commonly used um, yeah, branding tool. So basically from all of this, like now my, my core um, mission is to actually help women uncover the clarity and have that real confidence, but, but not just in their brand, in who they are. Because, you know, we have to remember that most of us as personal brands, our brand is us and, mm -hmm. and we are our brands. Like they're not two separate things. And so many of us have to try and force ourselves into you know, it's like trying to force a, a round peg into a square hole. Like it's not going to fit because it's not you. So I tend to, my way of doing branding is to basically flip it on its head. And we, we start with you and who you are and your personality and everything else. And we find crystal clear clarity on all of that stuff first. And then we use that to build and create a brand. And when I say brand, I mean the entire experience and, you know, the design part is last. And what happens from that is, my clients now have like crystal clear clarity in the entire roadmap ahead. Like they may not know where they're going to be in a year. They don't know where they're going to be in five years and that's fine. But what they do know is exactly who they are within their business. And that alone gives them complete clarity in what to do moving forward and also confidence in being able to show up just as themselves, like authentically and not feeling like they need to try and force themselves into someone else's way of being or, you know, showing up in a certain way that, that doesn't actually align to them. 
Yeah. Wow. You are on fire. Like this piece alone is like amazing <laughs> to listen to. And I would say preach because that's exactly what I do as well. So that's yeah, why exactly. I, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast so that people can hear it from a designer point of view, because it is so important that it fits and that it feels aligned for you because otherwise you'll have this uh, paint on top of you or yeah. it's like a layer that's that's over you. You're, you're wearing a costume that doesn't really fit for you yet. Um, but I would love to hear more about the archetypes and maybe you can highlight a few and explain what, how it works and who it works for. Yeah. Um, so basically archetypes are like a decades old, possibly even longer thing. I did not create archetypes. I can't take the credit for that one. So basically it's like a psychology driven method for, um, I say branding, but that's because I use it in branding, but it's seen in art, it's seen in stories, it's seen in movies, it's seen, you know, characters in books. Each person takes on a, almost like a personality type. And obviously we're all very familiar with like the Myers-Briggs, different personality types, you know, Enneagrams, all that sort of stuff. But this um, basically archetypes comes from before that. So it was a guy called Carl, I don't know how to pronounce his name, whether it's Jung or Young, but Carl mm -hmm. Young, Jung, yep. And he had basically um, worked out that there are 12, essentially 12 ways of being. And so there are 12 personality types. So how that fits into branding is that each of these personality types, we tend to already have aspects of within us. So um, for myself, for example, when I very first discovered the archetypes months ago and I took a quiz to find out which archetype I was, my result was that I was a combination of the magician and the explorer. And at the time, the magician was a bit like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get that. Like that could fit within my brand. But what the most impactful thing for me was, was when I discovered the, the, the other core um, archetype that I was, was the explorer, then what I realized is that the explorer's core desire is freedom. And for me, that was just like, oh my gosh, like it just made complete sense. And suddenly it was almost like I had a label for myself. Not that we need to label ourselves, but it almost gives you that like understanding of who you are and what you do. Because, you know, each of us, um, have these core desires within us. And when we think about the archetypes, every single one of those 12 archetypes has a specific core desire. So the magician's core desire is about basically understanding the world, understanding the universe and how it works. That can be taken on in by way of science and looking at things like psychology, looking at nature. It could be taken on in understanding the laws of the universe that like we could be talking about the law of attraction. It can be spirituality. So it can fit into many different ways, but the core desire for that person, someone that is the magician, their core desire in life is going to be to understand how the world works. So if you are like me, the, and you probably are like me, yes. I think <laughs> from memory is if you are the explorer, then your core desire, that means like the one thing that you want most in life and most of the actions and you know, decisions you make in life will lead towards that is for the explorer is freedom. And that doesn't have to be freedom in terms of not having a job, like as in not, you know, going to a career, your career, your nine to five job every day. It can simply be the freedom to be yourself. So it's like as, as the explorer, your, um, basically your ambition and, and your desire is to really pave your own path in life and make those decisions for yourself. But it's also like a journey of self-discovery. So 
maybe you are constantly like trying to learn things about yourself and trying to understand yourself. And then through that, you find freedom, but not necessarily freedom to travel or explore, but freedom to be yourself. So it's quite like, I really like how, how broad and open they are because they really fit like in so many different ways. And you could have two completely different people that are the explorer archetype, yet one may be on a journey of self-discovery and the other explorer may be, you know, on a journey of traveling to all of the continents in the world. So it can be really adapted in different ways, but how that applies best to branding is for particularly like bigger companies actually use these archetypes and you would see them in certain ways. So for example, um, Rolex is a ruler archetype and like Rolex to us is seen as a very like exclusive, sophisticated, um, you know, high end brand. And they have managed to do that by embodying the ruler archetype and the ruler archetype is essentially like the influential, the leader, like, you know, the king. So they've been able to pitch their, their products at a very high level based on the, the personality that they've given their brand, even though there is not a person in that brand, it is a company they're still able to give like human-like traits to it. And for us as personal brands, the, the biggest struggle that we have is knowing exactly who we are. So when we show up on Instagram, we show up on our social media, we show up on our website, whatever, we're going to try our best, I assume, try our best to be ourselves. But because so many of us are such multifaceted people, like we have different you know, personality types in different ways, then the challenge can be is for people to understand exactly who you are because one day you might be showing up um, as, you know, this freedom seeker, this traveler. The next day you might be showing up, you know, as part of a revolution. The next day you might be showing up as the, I don't know, the carefree person. The next day might be um, that you're showing your spiritual side and, and, you know, understanding the laws of the universe. So what can tend to happen there is you can confuse people or you make it more difficult for them to understand who you are because you're showing up in all these different ways and all these different almost personalities and types of, you know, ways of being. And that's not a problem for us personally, because behind, you know, behind closed doors, you probably are all of these different personalities and that's fine. But when you're building a brand and you are the face of your brand, you need to be crystal clear about who you are so that your audience can resonate with you. And what tends to happen with, with the archetype branding is that, for example, for myself, I um, am very much embody the um, magician um, archetype and the explorer archetype. And what that has resulted in is it covers my messaging, it covers how I show up, it covers the services that I provide. All of this stuff, the content I share, is all determined, one, authentically to me, because it's who I am at my core, I don't need to try and force it, but it's also the the archetype has then like driven that and um from that basically you're able to essentially become one personality so since i have embodied these two archetypes it's incredible because i've actually attracted people that are magicians and explorers so what happens now is my clients come to me they want freedom and they want to understand the laws of the universe they want that transformation they want all of this juicy stuff that's inside the, those two archetypes because basically like is going to attract like. So because I'm showing up as my authentic self, but I'm putting this like strong personality types out there, the people that resonate with those personality types are coming back to me 
So now my followers are no longer like, you know, the rebels or the, um, the creators. Like I used to have a lot of graphic designers following me. Now they don't follow me anymore because my focus isn't on the design. My focus is on providing a personal transformation to give you the freedom to be your authentic self. So because all of that has come from those archetypes, now they're the people that I attract. So essentially what happens when anyone embodies these is it gives them such a strong core foundation to work from and you will then start attracting the audience that are going to resonate with that personality type and that message. Mm. Very juicy. <laughs> I want to make it visible, visible for people as well. Like what would be the difference between a logo and fonts and a brand kit for an explorer and for a rebel? What's the difference between those two and why is it important to have a difference? Yeah, exactly. And that's such a good point because again, most people, when they design something, particularly they create their own logo, color palettes, things like that themselves they don't put a lot of strategy or thought into it. Like we tend to just go, oh, that's my favorite color. I really want to use blue. So then I'm going to use blue. But that doesn't actually speak to your audience unless it's sending the right message. So for example, if we think about an explorer, um, an explorer brand, they are going to be very much focused on the outdoors, the, um, you know, the nature, like natural colors, earthy colors, or even that, like, if we think about, I've got a brand kit that, that's the Tropic Explorer. That one is more fun and vibrant. And it's more about, you know, obviously the tropics. So it gives that real sense of freedom through the brand. So what happens is people look at that brand kit and they feel free. They feel um, motivated. They feel empowered. They feel inspired because it's, it's that real energetic, um, I guess, push behind the freedom focus. Whereas if you're building a brand or designing a brand on the Rebel, you're going to be basically wanting to create a revolution. You're showing up that you are not with the status quo. You're going against what everyone else is doing and you're doing your own thing. So that's going to embody more like blacks and reds and pinks and those real like bold colors because that's the message that you're trying to send. If you're using a nice like, you know, a nice shade of pink and some neutrals and you're trying to be, you know, the rebel, it's not going to work. It's not going to have an impact and it's definitely not going to send the message that you're trying to send through your brand. So through that personality, what happens is you need to actually think about what emotions you're trying to evoke in your audience. And if you're trying to evoke, evoke you know, like calm and a sense of um, serenity and things like that, then you're going to want to use more like those not loud colors, but then when you're thinking about like being bold and being brave and all that sort of stuff, if you're using these calm, neutral colors, it's not going to work. So you need to actually be evoking those emotions. If you're trying to create a revolution and be part of a revolution, you need to inspire people. You need to get their blood racing. You need to, you know, they need to look at red and orange and all those bright, fiery colors to get them worked up. You want that energy behind it. And if it's not sending the right message through your visual brand, you're not going to be attracting your target audience. And the people that are following you are going to be so incredibly confused because your brand is going to show one thing, which means the perception they have of you is going to show one thing, but you're going to be saying something completely different in your messaging because you're, you know, you're putting out there like a protest or something and they're going to be, but why is she so calm? Like what's going on here? So that's why when you create your brand, you have to create it from the core up because that's going to really focus on who you are, what message you're trying to send who your target audience is and what emotions you're trying to evoke in them because you need to create that perception yourself. Otherwise they will do it for you. And what you don't want is people to be basically confused when they come across you at any touch point. 
they don't want to sit there and wonder who you are or you're going to lose them. Yes. Very important. How can people find out what kind of type they are? Yeah. So I have a brand quiz that I created that's been um, incredibly successful in terms of results. Like the people that take the quiz are often like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe that. That's so me. And it tends to show up as how you respond to or how you answer the quiz on that day. But the point is you need to answer the quiz based on you through your brand. So if you're showing up and you're using it like a personality test, then it's going to show exactly your personality. So what you have to do is almost embody your brand. And again, you are your brand, but your brand is also like you're trying to sell something. So again, if you're trying to like, you know, sell your um, services and they don't fit with what you're doing, then you don't have to stick with the result of the quiz because it's going to depend on how you answer it. But yeah, basically the quiz is asked about, I think, 12 questions or something. So it's quite in depth and most people go, oh my gosh, that made me think. Because you do have to really think about what your strongest answer is going to be. You're only allowed to pick one answer. So that's the problem is some people want to pick all the answers because they're like, I'm a bit of this and I'm a bit of that and I'm a bit of that. But when you embody it through your brand, then you're going to find your strongest archetype. And in fact, the, the first two, so the top two will be. So that quiz is available um, on my website as well. It's completely yeah. free to take. I will link it in the show notes as well. And I find it very interesting that you said like there are two types that always are more strong. Um, is that where you create your brand around or how, how does that go? Like what can people do now that they know what kind of type they are? What would be the next step for them? Yeah. So when you do um, uncover, it is important to know both. You don't just want to know one because what happens if you know one is that it's a lot harder to make it more unique to you. So again, I use myself as an example. I, my entire visual brand is designed on the magician. So it has a very magician aspect to it. It's very, um, you know, that, that sort of like higher vision type feel instead of just being like a flat neutral or something like that. But in my messaging, I focus very strongly on um, using the explorer message messaging. So the words. so we think about like your roadmap, the path, the journey you're on, um, authenticity, all those words are very strong words that lead to freedom. So that's where you can sort of embody one within the other. So one might more determine your visual brand, or you could in fact choose to embody both and create a visual brand from that. That can tend to be a bit harder for someone that's not a designer because you need to really understand almost two personality types and two sets of emotions and be able to mix them together. So that is what I do as a brand designer. I will sort of embody both and mix them together to then create that brand. But for someone that's DIYing, the way that you can do it best is to pick the strongest one because that is your core desire. It's also going to be the core desire of your audience. So that is what you're going to create the visual brand from. But then the secondary archetype is where you can start sort of embedding parts of, you know, wording and that real messaging side of it and, and some of that emotional stuff into, um, you know, the bigger picture and not so much the visual brand. Mm, very interesting. And you said DIYing. Is that because you recently launched brand kits? Is that what that is for? Yeah, no. So when I say DIYing, I literally mean like if you're doing it yourself and you're not wanting to invest in someone yet. <laughs> so, you know, often when we very, very, very first start a business, you would tend to DIY it yourself because at that point you probably don't have the money to invest in something. 
So what I did create um, quite recently and launched was something called the Branding Boutique. And the Branding Boutique is basically 13 brand kits. So completely done for you brand kits that embody each of the brand archetypes. So it's not like, you know, we often see template shops and we see different um, templates you can purchase for Canva that will, you know, create your eBooks and your social media graphics and all that stuff. And that's great. But again, they're not going to be embodying your personality type. They're not going to be embodying who you are at your core. They are simply a nice design feature. They are, you know, have aesthetic appeal. So what I did was completely embody each individual archetype and create an entire brand. And that's the visual brand, the strategy, the wording, the images you would use, the quotes you would use, all of that stuff that you need at, at the sort of the earlier stages of building a brand are available in one brand kit. So because there's 12 archetypes, there are, there's actually 13 brand kits, but that's because I created two for the Explorer. So each one, I couldn't have just one Explorer. There had to be yeah. two because of like the mountains or the beach. And I was like, oh gosh, I don't know which way to go. So I just made both. So um, yeah, basically like when you purchase a brand kit, you know that your entire brand is going to be doing the work for you. So it's not about you have to keep forcing, you have to keep going out there and dropping your website under everybody's um, link. And you don't have to keep like, you know, trying to show people who you are and sell your stuff all the time because what's going to happen is they're going to come across every touch point of your brand and they're going to see who you are and it's going to be consistent. Your quotes are going to be, for example, if you purchase the, um, the magician brand kit, your quotes are going to be all about that higher vision. They're going to be around the magic, the, um, you know, even the, the spirituality, the things that are going to lead people to you based on your message because it's so important that you can embody every part of it through all of what you do. Again, if you're starting to talk about something completely else in your quotes and the things that you're sharing, the content, then you're not sending that strong message. So the brand kit will cover like the, the color palette's been chosen to embody, you know, the magician, the magician um, personality through the colors, the fonts, the um, photographs that have been chosen are like stock photography. But again, they're photographs that I have selected to meet that personality type. So essentially you can have like an entire month's worth of content made for you. And all you need to do is, is work out the, um, the captions or the message that you're trying to share with that. So all of that is available as one kit. You can also get the personalized logos that come with it. So they are um, a little bit more to get, but essentially all of it is like immediately downloadable from when you purchase straight from Google drive and you have all of the, the files that you need. Then if you ordered the logos, then I would just take like 48 hours to design those and send them to you as well. So there's also the option to book a strategy call where we can actually change the colors because some people obviously don't want, you know, the exact same colors as someone else. So they do have the option as well to like tweak the colors and things like that to really like make it more unique to you as well. Yeah, it makes it so much easier than go through a whole process with someone who has to try to understand you and then you have to go yeah. back and forth with revisions in order to get your facial exactly. about correct. And then six months later, you're like, ah, I don't feel it anymore. I want something yeah. different. <laughs> exactly. And the other thing is at the start of your business, you don't want to have to invest in something that is going to cost you thousands of dollars because exactly what you said, if a lot of brand designers aren't actually designing on strategy or aren't really like, you know, uncovering who you are at your core and they're just designing something that is a trend or because it's their style of design, then what's going to happen is like you just said, six months later, 
you're going to maybe have pivoted your business and it's not going to fit anymore. And that's again, the problem with creating a brand that is based on that, you know, that tip of the iceberg stuff. Like you don't want to create it around your services and your offerings, because if you're creating it around your personality, it's going to be a timeless brand because your personality is not going to change. Things like that, your services can change, your offerings can change, how you show up every day could change, but what's not going to change is that deep core personality stuff and essentially your mission behind why you do what you do. So when you can embody an archetype within your brand, it's going to be a brand that's going to evolve with you instead of you needing to go and rebrand six months later because you've decided that things need to change or it doesn't quite work for you anymore. Yeah. I love that you're really saying something that triggered you in the branding industry and then you took the time to actually figure out what that was with your clients and with yourself and then came out with something that aligns with you. And what is something else that you uh, feel called out by the branding industry or something that triggers you in that industry? Yeah, um, I think so definitely the, um, definitely the, you know, the visual brand being like the beginning of anything when it should be the end of everything. Um, because I think it's, again, I mean, we've got so such easy access and quick access to so many things these days as in courses and being able to study things. And we're just trusting that the people we're learning from are an expert in what they do and that they're teaching us right. So obviously like this is exactly what happened to me is that then I needed to go back and I needed to work out a lot of stuff for myself. So, you know, it's also about being quite critical about what you're actually doing and believing that people are telling you, like, is it actually true? Because there are so many experts in the world now, particularly when you think about social media, there are so many people saying what they think the right way of doing something is. And that kind of leads into like my second biggest point um, other than the visual brand is very much around like being told that you need to learn a thousand different strategies just to do one thing or that you need to become an expert in all these different ways because you actually don't. And we've overcomplicated everything. We've made things so much more difficult than they need to be. And it really frustrates me that for people that are new to business, the poor things need to go out and look and try and work out how to do all this stuff because as an entrepreneur, there is no right way of doing anything. There is no one way. There is going to be a million different ways. And when you're spending all that time looking at what everyone else is doing and listening to what other people are doing, and they're going to tell you to do this and tell you to do that, then what's going to happen is you're going to lose yourself in that process. So again, for me, and I know a lot of other people that are going through this at the moment, is instead of listening to all of the noise and all of the different ways and having to do all of the stuff is to just stop and literally take a step back and work out what works for you. Because the biggest thing is, is that there is not a right way to do anything. There is never going to be a right way to do something. And if it doesn't fit with you, then you're, again, you're just going to lose yourself in the process. So it has to align with you. And then, you know, you're going to find those people that can help you, but they have to have walked your journey. They have to be, you know, two steps ahead of you as to where you want to go, not just because they're saying that they can get you somewhere. Like you need to really, you know, understand what it is you want to know and then find those people that are going to help you get you there. Yeah. So powerful. And I love the way you <laughs> speak. You should have your own podcast around branding ah, or something. You. <laughs> <laughs> One day, maybe. <laughs> because you recently went completely full time with your business. How was that transition? I just want to inspire people who yeah. are on that, on that step as well. 
Oh my gosh, it is incredible because literally like, you know, you spend all this time and particularly when you're in that transition of you're still going to your full-time job and then you go home at nighttime and you're trying to build your business. Like it could not be further apart when you let go of that job and you finally go full-time with your business. You just have the most incredible freedom because again, you can feel like you need to do all of the things. And I've talked to so many people lately about this who aren't in the early stages of business anymore and they wish if they could say one thing to people in the you know in that transition phase is to not do all of the things and to go and enjoy yourself so I I really you know I took that on board because we could sit here trying to do all of the things but is it really necessary and is it going to get you where where you want to go like is it actually helping you or are you just doing all the stuff because you're so used to having to work for hours on end and forcing everything and you know, you're constantly like your to-do list is full because at one point in time you were spending your weekends and your night times doing it. Whereas now you have like an entire day to do it. So the, the other day I literally took myself on like a three hour walk, which, you know, I know that everyone else was at work and I didn't feel guilty in the slightest because I knew that my business was not going to fall apart if I wasn't on social media, if I wasn't, you know, sending emails in that those three hours, like the world is not going to end and nor is my business. So that alone, that one thing, walking in a park like that is kilometers away, it ended up being an 11 kilometer walk. But that is something I had wanted to do for two and a half years. And I always told myself I would do it. But the issue I had was because of my job. I was always too tired. I was always, um, you know, too not having enough energy. Like I was always exhausted and not having enough time to do it. So now that I'm like in that phase, I'm just pushing myself to go and do all those things because as much as it is about wanting to have that freedom business, you wanted that business for a reason. And part of that reason is going to be so that you could plan your day and do the things that you want. And it is very easy to get stuck and thinking that you need to be working, working, working because, you know, in our brain, we're such nine to five people. And for some of us, like, you know, seven to six, particularly in like the teaching world, we go to work at seven and we finish at, you know, 6 PM and you come home and you do more work. Like, you don't have to stay in that. So it's also such a big like mindset shift in thinking, I don't have to be working all of the time. Like you need to enjoy yourself because down the track, things are going to get busier. Things are going to get, you know, you're going to be showing up more in different places. People are going to be reaching out to you. You're going to be doing client work. Like there's going to be so much other stuff going on. So yeah, certainly like in this earlier stage is just really thinking about what are the needle moving actions that you need to take? What are the things that are going to really get you out there? and um you know move your business forwards but also what are the all the other things that you enjoy doing and you know really setting up those routines and making sure you're making time for yourself yeah yeah really this is super <laughs> <laughs> this is so your pondering face <laughs> yeah i was like really like that is so true i was like going back to my own early days and i was really in that hustle because that is yes i don't know 12 years ago and there was no one talking about really enjoy the things. It was like, no, you now gave up your job. So you have to really make it. So I actually really hustled a lot until I was at that point like, oh my God, I don't like this anymore. I want to go back to a nine to five because that was easier. Yeah. Um, exactly. Well, teaching job seven to six. But <laughs> <laughs> 10 to 10. Yeah. yeah. Seven on seven. Stop. And <laughs> yeah, 24 seven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except for vacations. But yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. And I love how driven you are. People cannot see this, but I think they can hear this <laughs> from your voice that you're super, super driven and passionate about this. What does it mean for you to follow your passion and follow your mission? Yeah. Um, I just think like, you know, we're put on this earth for not that long. And I know that every one of us has dreams and every one of us has goals that we want to do. And often the only thing standing in your way is fear like literally is your own fear for not doing something. And we settle and we get comfortable and, you know, you're going to get like 40 years down the track and think, why am I still doing the same thing I'm doing? And I've never wanted to live like that. Like I, I honestly, I've had three different careers now. I'm 28 years old. I started when I finished school, I started as a vet nurse. I decided that it was not going to get me anywhere in life and it would not give me any form of freedom. It wouldn't give me financial freedom. There was no real like growth. So then I studied teaching, which obviously gave me more like time freedom in terms of holidays and things like that. And I was able to really like, you know, honor my, my purpose of wanting to, to educate and, and help people. And at that point it was small children and I loved it, but then still like, you know, that the system is, is still there. So it's very hard to, um, yeah, to come away from that. So I think it's just like, it's just, you need to have a go. Like you just have to take action. You have to believe in yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. Like no one else is going to, you know, hand you the things on a stick and go here, off you go, go and do this. Like if you want something, you need to go out and do it. And particularly for me, I know that I've, I've obviously only been in this business for nine months. Like I started Citrina Soul nine months ago and it has evolved more than I could ever imagine. So you know, you don't have to have a plan. You need to reflect and you need to really work towards those things that you want. Um, but yeah, it's also about like what impact you want to leave. Like what, why did you start this business in the first place? And I think that's what you have to hold on to is you started this for so many reasons. It's not just going to be one reason. It's going to be lots of reasons. And they're the things that are going to get you through the challenges and really push past. And when you can use that, why as like your empowerment and create that like bigger vision. And again, it doesn't need to be set in stone. It doesn't need to be like, you know, that I'm in five years time, I'm going to be doing this, but you need to be able to work towards something. And, and for me, it's like, it's letting it flow and whatever comes, comes, whatever doesn't fit, then I'm just like, Oh, well, I'm not doing that anymore. And that's fine. Like your services, for example, you don't have to keep doing the same thing. And that's why reflection is so important is thinking, does this still fit? Has my brand evolved? Have I evolved? Like you're going to change as well. And honestly, Six months ago, I wasn't even showing my face on Instagram. And I was in that point of being like, no. And again, this was like the non-conformist in me. I was like, I don't need to show my face on Instagram. Don't be ridiculous. Like, this is not necessary. People are buying my design skills, not me. And then I was obviously extremely wrong because people are buying you. They're not actually buying your service. They're buying who you are and, you know, the relationship they have with you. And for me, I had to push myself out of my limiting beliefs and out of my fear of simply just showing my face on Instagram, which again, so many people have those same fears. But when you look at what could happen past that, when you imagine you've already done that and you look, what could happen if I do that thing? And you know that there's going to be huge growth there for you. You know, there's going to be an impact on your business, all that stuff you use that again as like an empowerment to get you there. And you think, do you know what? This is not that bad. And from that, I've obviously, you know, every second day showed up on Instagram, whatever, whatever's happened. I do discovery calls with people now through zoom. Like here I am obviously talking to you through a podcast. I've done a couple of podcast interviews 
And just yesterday, I finished a three-day challenge that I hosted for 60 women signed up to do um, a free branding challenge with me. And when I think about where I've come from six months ago, I wasn't even showing my face on Instagram because I was too afraid to, and I was just making excuses to yesterday, you know, I, I recorded myself talking obviously highly passionately <laughs> about, about branding for three days straight, like three hour hourly sessions for 60 women that are now going to access this, you know, this program that I did or this challenge that I did. And if I had stayed back where I was in, you know, in March and April, not showing up my face um, or even, you know, showing people who I am, that's where I'd still be. Like I wouldn't have got past that because no one was going to tell me and no one was going to say, film yourself talking. Like no one is going to do that for you. So the only thing holding you back is yourself. And the only way that you're going to get where you want to go is literally by doing it yourself. So you have to have the self-belief and you have to take the action and the inspired action is what's going to get you there. Like you don't need to do 7,000 things. You just need to do one thing that's going to move you forwards. Yeah. This is such a fiery episode. I'm so excited <laughs> for people listening to this. If they want to connect with you, where can they best find you? Instagram, but can you tell us where? Yeah. yeah. Um, so my Instagram handle is Citrine and Soul. Um, and I also have a website, which is www.citrineandsoul.com. And that's where, so you can access the branding boutique from there. The brand quiz is there. I've got some other um, blog posts as well. Actually, I should mention because when you do take the brand quiz, you're going to be left with a lot of questions because you've finally labeled yourself and you get a nice little paragraph about you, but you're going to want to learn more. So from that, you can actually go and visit the blog post that corresponds with your archetype and it's going to teach you so much. It's going to teach you all about, you know, your personality type as in, as in the brand personality, the, um, the customer, what the customer wants from you, your brand voice what your higher self is going to look like in that personality. There's heaps of information in there all, um, all for free to access. Yeah. Thank you again for no being problem. here. Yeah, it was really, really inspiring. And I'm very excited to share this with the world and to share your oh. voice because it's very beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You have reached the end of another episode of the Mission Driven Entrepreneur Show. Be sure to visit stephaniesmolders.com to access the show notes and discover the fantastic bonus content. Make sure to sign up for the freebie vault to get access to all the extra material. If you've loved this episode, I would love it if you would subscribe, rate and leave a review. It is so, so appreciated. Thank you so much for listening today and I will speak to you very soon.